Amen. Father, indeed, we have come before you that indeed you will minister unto our lives afresh your word. And that indeed our hearts and our life, our totality, you will change, O oh God, so that we will conform to the image of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. We take a song, if you don't mind. It says, have your way. Amen. I will ask the choir to help us. <laughs> I'm sure we know this song. It's just a simple chorus. And I would like us to sing it with sincerity. Amen. It says that the Lord, you know, we prayed in the book of Ezekiel. We have, our pastor was leading us to pray. He said that God would change our hearts. Amen. When God changes our heart, He says He will make us that we become His own people. Amen? Praise the Lord. And when we are His people, we do His will. Amen? So we are going to sing. Let's rise up and just sing this song. It says, Have your way. Let the Holy Spirit have His way in our lives. Amen? Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. and just talk to God. Say, Holy Spirit, have your way in my life. Speak your word into my heart. Have your way, O God. Father, this is our desire indeed. This is our sincere prayer. We ask, O God, 
have your way. Let your spirit have his way in our lives. And help us, O God, that indeed our hearts will be made a heart of flesh. A heart after you, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. But as your word comes to us today, let it cause healing in our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's be seated. Today we're looking into the Word, and I have a message called the Holy Spirit, God in us. Amen. The Holy Spirit is God in our lives. Amen. You know, as I was preparing this message, been with me for a while, and as I was preparing it, it sounds familiar. <laughs> you know, it's like I said, haven't we heard this before? <laughs> Amen. So, indeed, most of what we're going to hear today, I believe, will not be may not be news per se, but God has a message, particularly, nevertheless. Amen. And I believe that as our spirits are open to him, he will speak to us. Amen? Praise the Lord. In the book of John chapter 14, you know, Jesus made a promise to us. If you read from verse 17 or verse 16, He says from verse 16, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may do what? He may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the Lord cannot, whom the world cannot receive, because he seeth him not, neither knoweth him, for you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be where? In you. Amen? Praise the Lord. So that was Jesus making a promise of the Holy Spirit to his disciples. That includes us. Amen? He says the Holy Spirit will be where? In us. Amen? Now, who is this Holy Spirit? I'm sure we, we have heard a lot about the Holy Spirit. But we'll answer that question again. The Bible says there are three in the book of First John. The book of First John chapter 3. From verse 5. First John 3, 5 to 7. He says, and you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. That's not the scripture I'm looking for. The Bible says there are three that bear witness. Amen? I don't know exactly where. Let me see. Five, seven. Thank you. Amen? He says, for there are three that bear a witness, that bear a record in heaven. Amen? For there are three that bear a record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and who? And the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says these three are what? They are one. Praise the Lord. It says these three are one. So we see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, they are what? They are one. The Holy Spirit is God. Amen? In the divine equation where three is God. Amen? The Holy Spirit is God. The Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. Amen? In the book of Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 30. It says, let not, in verse 29, it says, let not corrupt communication 
proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. In verse 30, it says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. So we see the scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit can be what? Can be grieved. Amen? The Holy Spirit can be grieved, which means he has what? Grief is an emotion. Do we recognize that? The Holy Spirit has emotion. He has feelings. He can be grieved. Just like you and I. So, in essence, the Holy Spirit is not a phenomenon. It's not a feeling. It's not, you know, you know many parts of the scriptures we have seen where the, script, where the Bible says, and the Spirit of God came in like a rushing wind. Amen? So, we, are, we, we may be tempted to think that the Holy Spirit is a rushing wind. It's not so. Some of those physical demonstrations are just for us to recognize that He's, he, he's around. Amen? Praise the Lord. But indeed, he's, he has, he's a person. Amen? The Holy Spirit is a person. He has feelings. He has emotions. And the Bible says, He's what? He's God. Praise the Lord. And we also know that the Holy Spirit has a purpose. What is His purpose? The Bible says in Romans 8, 14... He has a ministry. It's not being given unto us just because Jesus wants to make us feel good. Amen? In Romans 8.14, the Bible says, what? It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? They are the sons of God. Amen? The Holy Spirit leads us. In John 14 that we read, if we, go back, if we go further down to verse 26, in verse 26 of John 14, Jesus, having promised the Holy Spirit, gave us the reason why He's giving us the Holy Spirit. Amen? He says, These things, in verse 25, These things have I spoken unto you being yet present with you. But the Comforter, who is the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall do what? shall teach you all things. He shall teach you all things. So the Spirit of God has a ministry in the life of the believer. One of, that, one of such ministries is the ministry of what? Teaching. He said, we'll bring all things to your what? To your remembrance. The Spirit of God reminds us of the Word of God. Amen? The things we have heard, the things that Jesus has spoken, He will remind us. In the book of Philippians 3, verse 15, Paul was writing to the Philippians, and he says in verse 15 of chapter 3, he says, Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be what? Be thus minded. In verse 14, it says, I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So he was describing himself, the kind of mind that is working in him, that is moving him and what he does. And he says, let us therefore as many as we perfect be thus minded. That if in anything, he says, if anything ye be what? Ye be otherwise minded, God. Amen. God, and that God is the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because we said it that the Holy Spirit is God. He said, God shall do what? Shall reveal the same unto you. We said, the ministry of the Holy Spirit will perfect us. And Paul described he, how he works. And he says, if any be otherwise minded, even God, God will reveal it unto you. Amen? Many times we say, I don't know, I'm, 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 not, I'm not very clear, I'm learning, we're all growing, amen? And we've been enjoying to, to, to pursue God, and we hear about Him, we hear about things we, we're supposed to do. If we want to examine ourselves and know where we are, amen? It is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit reveals where we are for us, amen? 
You know, when you examine yourself, you need to have what? A skill to, to be able to score yourself. Say, yes, I'm here, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, right? Many times, because of our limitation, we may not be able to make that assessment very correctly for ourselves. But the Bible says that but God will do what? He will reveal that unto us. Amen? So the Holy Spirit reveals where we are to us. Amen? When the Spirit of God is in you, you know where you stand. Amen? You know, when, 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 when David sinned, at the point where David had sinned, he was going on. Somebody said recently that that was nine months afterwards, at least. Nine months afterwards. And David was still jumping around, feeling very good. The voice of conscience probably had left him. And I tell you, the voice of the Spirit, he was not hearing anymore. But God in His mercy sent His servant to him. You see, when you have the ability to recognize your error, it's because of the Holy Spirit in you. Amen? When the Holy Spirit leaves us, we cannot hear God anymore. We cannot even repent anymore. We cannot even recognize error. Praise the Lord. So that's the ministry of the Holy Spirit has a, a personal ministry. The Holy Spirit strengthens, the Holy Spirit empowers. The purpose of the Spirit of God is to make us what? Is to make us fit for heaven. Amen? In the book of John, we read it. Jesus Christ says, He will what? He will teach you all things and bring you unto what? Remembrance. Praise the Lord. In the book of 1 Corinthians 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Bible says, What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? He said, What know ye not that your body is what? Is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Which is where? Which is where? Which is in you, which ye have of God. And ye are not your own. Amen? Praise the Lord. You see, the Holy Spirit physically, I I don't know whether you recognize this. That's what the scripture tells us here. The Holy Spirit dwells in your body physically. Somewhere the Bible says, Jesus, uh, Paul was saying, the fullness of the Godhead, what? Bodily dwelleth in me. Amen? Do we know that? He said, the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in me. That's why even our body, we cannot, we cannot afford to put it to sin or, or, or misuse it. You see, quite too often, we can feel very comfortable to switch. <laughs> to switch from the physical to the spiritual. And as Christians, over many years, we begin to perfect the spirituality, so to say. Without life. Without life, without the physical indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, your, your spirituality is just, is just nothing. It doesn't move. It does not create any power. Amen? We cannot jump from sin into the church and expect everything to just be okay and hunky-dory. No? It does not work like that. The Bible says, in verse, Paul was talking to the Corinthian church, in verse 18, it says, flee, what? Fornication. We cannot just jump suddenly and say, jump from one, you know, moral immorality, so to say, as an example, or lie, for instance. Use your tongue, you know, anyhow. Or you backbite, or, or you fight, or you have strife. And then the next moment, you just say, blessed be the name of the Lord, and you switch to worship. It doesn't work like that. That's just show. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God in you is what keeps you walking in holiness. Amen? It's the Spirit of God that keeps us walking right and living right. Praise the Lord. The Bible says the Spirit of God physically dwells in us. It lives in us. And so our bodies is His temple. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit is the occupier 
and it's an owner-occupier arrangement. Amen? It's not there on a rental basis. You know, when you rent a car, you can occupy it after a while you leave, right? No. The Bible says he dwells in you, he lives in you. That's what Jesus said. He said he lives in you, he dwells in you. Praise the Lord. So it's not um, a temporary affair. When it is time to pray, then we move into a different realm. And then we do it, you know, and then we're out, out there we become normal again. It's not like that. The Bible says the purpose of the Holy Spirit is an indwelling presence. Amen? Continuous indwelling presence is the owner, is the occupier. Praise the Lord. It says in verse 19 that we read, it said, Which ye have of God, and ye are not, what? Your own. The only way we know that we belong to God is the presence of His Spirit. Praise the Lord. It is that indwelling presence that seals us as belonging to Him. It's not just because we claim that we belong to Him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, the question is, if the Spirit is in us, if the Spirit is in us, why are we not different? Praise the Lord. You know, I was reading a book by a brother, Francis, Francis Chan. I don't know if any of us have read, about, uh, read his book. It was actually a book I thought would be useful in preparing for this message, but I never really finished it. It's called Forgotten God as the Holy Spirit. He said, Christians talk about being born again. Just a quote from the book. And they say that they were dead. But now, they've come to life. But the life is not evident. He said, we have become hardened to these words. But they are powerful words that have significant meaning. The Holy Spirit is in us and we're really different. He said, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? The new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things. The old has gone. The new has come. We've heard that over and over and over. But why is the new not so evident in our lives? Amen? He said, he said when the people outside the church do not see the difference in our lives. You know, the Bible says we are the epistle that God has written to the world. Many people in the world don't have time to read the Bible. They don't have the opportunity. Some have been shielded away from the Bible deliberately by the enemy through instruments of oppression, I would say. Many have been shielded. But the Christians are the Bibles that they are reading. Praise the Lord. And Francis Chan says, when they don't see the difference, then they begin to question our integrity. They put a question mark to it. They begin to question our sanity. And to make it worse, sometimes they begin to question our claim of God. They begin to question, even some who are also believers, and they can't see the difference between ourselves, they begin to question the truth of these words. They begin to question whether God really has an answer for what he has said, for whether he really means what he has said. But the answer is simple, really. The answer is indeed for us to submit ourselves. Amen? To submit ourselves to the working of this Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. The Bible says it is, the God, it is God, what? It says it is the Lord that does what? That works in us. Praise the Lord. He is the one that works in us, both to will and to do of his what? Of his pleasure. Amen? But if we don't submit ourselves to that work, that work will not happen. Praise the Lord. We need to submit to His leading. We need to submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, as many as what? As are led. Romans 8, 14 says, as many as are what? Are led. In other words, not all will be led. Praise the Lord. It is not that the Holy Spirit is not going to lead but to be led means that what? What does to be led means? You see, in leading, somebody is in front, right? And there is necessarily what? A follower. 
If the Holy Spirit is going this way and you are going that way, then He's not leading you. It means he, he, He's doing everything to lead you, but you are not being led. So, the Bible did not say as many as the Holy Spirit will lead or will show the way to go. But He said, as many as are what? As are led. In other words, as many as are what? Following. Amen? Praise the Lord. He said, as many as are led are what? They are the sons. So, the key part of our message this afternoon will focus on leading. Praise the Lord. We'll focus on leading. Ephesians 5, Ephesians 5, 17. You see, leading, when I talk about leading here, I'm talking about direction. Being shown the right way. Being shown guidance. Being able to receive instructions that this is the way to go. That's what I mean by leading. Amen? And in the book of Ephesians 5.17 Again, I believe these are well-known scriptures to us. It says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Amen? It says, Wherefore... Be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the book of Galatians. I think I will hit it. Galatians 17. <coughs> it says, For the flesh lusted against the spirit. <coughs> the flesh lusted against the spirit. And the spirit, what? Against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other. So that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Amen? For us to fully grasp what we're, what we're sharing here, I want us to go to the book of Romans 6.14. In Romans 6.14, the Bible says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but what? Under grace. The necessity of the Holy Spirit is emphasized in the scriptures. The Holy Spirit working in us is the only way. And I dare use that word, only. The only way we can live a life to please Him. It is absolutely impossible for you to live as a believer and make heaven without the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. He says, sin shall not have dominion over you. Sin is the work of the flesh. We know that. Romans 8 talks so much about that. Sin is the work of the flesh. But when we walk in the Spirit, the Bible says we shall not do what? We shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And that's what Galatians was trying to emphasize again. In Galatians 4 was emphasizing that back to the, to the, to the Galatians in, in verse 17. It says in verse 16, it says, This I say, walk in the Spirit. Amen? Walk in the Spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Praise the Lord. He says, For the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are what? They are contrary. Praise the Lord. You see, it is, it is, it is almost natural that the flesh will want to play out. Praise the Lord. The only difference, the only thing that keeps the flesh out is what? It's the Spirit of God. That is where? That is in you. On a permanent basis. Praise the Lord. That's the only way you can walk sinless before God. That is the only way you can walk sinless before God. Because the Spirit, where the Spirit is, there is liberty, there is power. That liberty is not liberty to, to do whatever you like. It means freedom from sin. 
Bible says, where the Spirit of God is, there is what? There is freedom. There is, there is liberty from sin. Praise the Lord. It's not liberty to then do anything and say God's grace is there. Praise the Lord. It's liberty because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. And he went on to say, but if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the Lord. Now he went on to mention the works of the flesh and all that. And all that and all that. We see all the works. And then, this, this is what the flesh does. He said, but the fruit of the Spirit is this. And then went on to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. In verse 25, he said, if ye live in the Spirit, let us also do what? Walk in the Spirit. Praise the Lord. But to, be, to, to, be, to walk in the Spirit means what? That you'll be led by the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Amen? To walk in the Spirit means you'll be led by the Spirit. So it's very important, it's very important to, to be led of the Spirit. The second thing we must know about leading is that leading requires what? Submission. Many of us do not really want to be led. That is the absolute truth. Many of us do not want to be led because we don't, we're, somehow we are afraid of where he's taking us. Especially because we have a place we want to get to. <laughs> Praise the Lord. If you have a desire to go this way, and you know this is the, this is the direction to where I want to get to, and the Spirit of God says, come, let's go this way. Then you, at best, you say, well, I, I'm, I'm not sure that's, that's where we want to go. Amen? Many of us are afraid of losing control of our lives. How many can, can agree with that? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Many of us are afraid of losing control. On, in every area, I can't start mentioning them. And that's really the issue. And let's face it. According to Francis Chan, again, if you mind, if you don't mind, say, given our talent, it's a very remarkable statement. Say, given our talent, our experience, our education, many of us are fairly capable of living successfully. True of us. I mean, it depends on what you are, what you are trying to achieve. Amen. If it's all about you know, getting a good job, driving a great car, having... You know, we know there are a lot of people out there, unbelievers. They're not believers. But they are quite successful by the standard of the world. Amen? They're quite successful. And some of us will even say, what do you think? I don't need, I don't need God to be successful. But it depends on where they're heading. But say there's a way that seemeth right to a man. The end of that is what? Is death. But the purpose of the Spirit of God is not just to grant us, you know, good, the good things of this world. Our life is not about all that. Our life is more than that. Amen? It is to take us to heaven. Amen? It is so that when we come before God on that day, He can tell us what? Welcome. Praise the Lord. That is the purpose of... And as believers, we face the same challenge. So we, 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 we make a choice. We become, if you're not careful, we become very what? Selective. You know? We begin to choose. We say, okay, if I have a problem, I know where to go. I can go to church. God, God's mercy and favor is there. We get that. But in other areas of our lives, we are fully in charge. And we are, we're, 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 you see, we're, we're having a, you see what they call a la carte, right? We're not taking the full menu anymore. We pick, say, God, I love I love your mercy, I love your grace, I love your forgiveness. Then, of course, uh, if it's what I want to do with my life, sorry, I can, I can run that myself. That's my own show. <laughs> Just bless it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, for that reason, we're not completely open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen? But we need to be careful. You see... The line between being led and not being led is almost in a is very thin line. It's very thin. You see, just in the physical, there's no there's no spirit, there's no vacuum. There can't be a vacuum. There cannot be a vacuum, just as in the physical. 
Similarly, in the spiritual, there is no vacuum. The Spirit of God is where? In us. So if the Spirit of God is not in us, then there is another spirit in us. Praise the Lord. That is the absolute truth. There is no spiritual vacuum. We know where the Jesus cast out the spirits and they left. It says, if you leave the place empty, greater spirits, seven in number, worse demonic spirit will come in. When the Spirit of God left Saul, the Bible says, an evil spirit, in fact, the Bible says, from the Lord. An evil spirit from the Lord came unto him. And we saw how that derailed him. The moment David began to relax and not to do God's will, God's will for David was to be on the battlefront, to, to do God's will, to, to, to bring the enemies of God to judgment. David decided to stay back and then he went to sin. The moment we begin to make room in our lives for the Holy Spirit to take a holiday, or we to take a holiday from Him, the Bible says the truth is that another spirit is already operating in our lives. Praise the Lord. The question we have, are we willing to be led? Are you self-willed or spirit-willed? Are you afraid of losing control of your life? The truth is that the Holy Spirit does not seek to hurt us. is to make us Christ-like. If we only would trust God, we realize that He is actually working His perfect will in our lives to perfect us, make us like Christ, and receive the fullness of God. Amen? And I must tell you, it can be painful. Where the Spirit of God may lead you may not immediately look attractive. Praise the Lord. You know, but the Bible says it's just like correction. It says when, you know, when the Lord chastises us, He says eventually He worketh in us the perfect will of God. Amen? Through correction. And sometimes the Holy Spirit, God uses the rod to lead us. Amen? The psalmist says, he said, Thy rod and thy staff, what? They comfort me. You know, the rod is actually what the, the shepherd uses to keep the sheep in the right path. <laughs> and you know, when the shepherd hits the, the, the sheep with that rod, it's actually painful. But it keeps the, it keeps the sheep Away from what? From danger. You know, they say, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not worry. Make me to lie down in Christ's path. He says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the I shall not fear. Praise the Lord. The, the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit also keeps us, you know, confident. You know, we're not afraid because we know, even though we are hearing the, the roar, the, you know, the the valley of the shadow of death, I guess it will be very dark and gloomy and, and dangerous. But yet you will not what? You will not fear. Praise the Lord. So that's the work of the Spirit. It's, and I tell you, when you have a choice, you probably not want to go that route. But that's the choice that is before us. As we worship our God. Amen? We want to we want to keep control of our lives. We don't really want to be led. The question then is, let's assume that we overcome that by His grace. God grant us grace. We become yielded. The third part of our, our message today is, how do we follow Him? Many of us sincerely want to be led. But many don't even know how to be led. Praise the Lord. Many cannot hear the voice of God. Many sincerely say, you see, I must tell you, when I was a young believer, I says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And I began to understand that God wants to lead me in key areas, in every area of my life. I sincerely asked myself, God, how do I know? That you are really leading me in this way. Praise the Lord. So we must recognize that it is actually a training school 
in being led by the Spirit of God. We're not all born with the Spirit of God just leading us. And we still say, okay, like your mother will call you this way, come this way. You know, we, some of us are not living in disobedience, um, if you like, just share disobedience like that. But some of us have not understood how to what? How to hear the voice of the Spirit. Amen? The Spirit of God helps us. But we also need to know how to hear His voice. Jesus said, my sheep, they will what? They will hear my voice. Praise the Lord. But it takes some training. It takes some training. In the book of First Samuel, we read about Samuel a while back. In the book of 1 Samuel, if we go down to verse, to chapter 3, Samuel was, a, was already yielded, if you like. <laughs> the parents helped him. They already gave him up. He had no choice. But the Spirit of God was helping him. The Bible says the boy Samuel did what he grew. Praise the Lord. But in verse 1, I said, and, and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark was. And Samuel was laid down to sleep. The Bible says that the Lord called Samuel and he answered, Here am I. So one of the ways we can actually hear God, in the case of Samuel's example here, was what? The voice. In those days, there was no open vision, but yet they could hear God. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, God called unto Samuel, and Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again, I went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, without this call me. So Samuel was actually hearing a voice. The Bible says when, Peter, when, when, when Saul met the Lord, he heard a voice. Praise the Lord. <coughs> so it's not just the Old Testament. Peter heard it as well. I mean, uh, Saul heard it as well. Paul. Praise the Lord. So we can hear God. I haven't experienced this, by the way. <laughs> But we can also hear God in our spirit inside. Amen? Praise the Lord. But the, the thing I want to bring out here also was that Samuel did not recognize the voice initially. Praise the Lord. Verse 7 says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. But no, in the course of time, Samuel knew the voice of God and he knew how to recognize it. Praise the Lord. So you see, hearing Hearing God is a developmental process. Praise the Lord. We grow in it. But it's a personal thing. There's no formula for everybody to apply. The Spirit of God is in you. So you need to learn in your Christian experience how to hear His voice. You need to develop that sensitivity in your heart, in your spirit, in your ears, in your, the, 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 the ear of your heart, so to say. To hear him. To know what he's saying to you. And when you, just like Samuel here, you went to Eli. He said, you called me. I said, sorry, I didn't call you. Then you know that, don't worry. You know that, indeed, you are in the process of what? Of learning. Praise the Lord. And there are some of us, we, we have, with time, began to understand how to hear God. Amen? Praise the Lord. It takes training. Lord, God can speak to us in different ways. And in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, from verse 8, it says, Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Even Jesus Christ, the Bible says, submitted himself to learning, to learning obedience. Praise the Lord. So we need to learn. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal life, eternal salvation to all them that obey him. 
and called on God in high praise. Verse 11, we say, of whom we have many things to say. Paul was talking about the writer of Hebrews, I don't know if it's Paul. He said, we have many things to say and had to be uttered, seeing that we are what? You are what? You are dull of hearing. You see, the Spirit of God speaks to our heart. Amen? The Spirit of God speaks to us. But when we don't hear, when we are dull of hearing, or when we have heard and heard and heard, and we are not what? We are not responding. We are what? When somebody is, when somebody, when you keep talking to somebody and he's not responding, what do you conclude? He's deaf. (laughs) Praise the Lord. That's what Paul was saying here. He said, there are so many things I want to tell you about Jesus. But I can't tell you because you're, you're not here. You are deaf spiritually. You can't hear. Praise the Lord. But it also means that as we hear God, we can develop perfect understanding, perfect hearing. Amen? We can train our hearing to hear Him. Praise the Lord. It's a progressive thing. Jesus Christ says in the book of Hebrew, one one, He said, God at sundry times spoke to us in diverse manners in times past. But this day, He speaks to us for, through His Son. We also know that our, our hearing develops. Amen? Our hearing and ability to hear God and understand what God is saying increases as we exercise ourselves in listening and in what? And in responding. Praise the Lord. When God speaks to you in small things and you respond, you hear Him. You are training yourself to be able to hear Him when the big issues come. Amen? Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit leads us in the right thing. We, another thing we need to recognize is when we want to hear His voice and recognize what God is saying, He leads us in the right things. The Holy Spirit will not lead you to the wrong thing. Jesus Christ says He will remind you of the words that I have spoken unto you. Amen? He will lead us in the right things. You, will not, you see, there are exceptions in the scriptures. Some will say, yeah, but, you know, Rahab lied. This, uh, what? We can have so many examples in the scriptures, right? Of so-called exceptions. But those are what? Exceptions. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God will lead you in the path of righteousness. When you begin to hear a voice say, go and commit murder. Or go and steal. In the name of the Lord, for any reason, that's not the voice of God. Amen? The voice of God will confirm the word of God. Amen? So when you are hearing things that are outrightly wrong, contrary to the word of God, that is not the voice of God. Amen? And when you hear, when you are in a situation, and the word of God comes to you, it comes straight from the Word of God. It reminds you of the, on an issue. You're, taking, you're trying to take a decision. And you recognize that the voice of God is saying something to you. And that, those words align with the Word of God. And God corroborates it in many other ways. Through the voice of His prophets. Through, you know, through, then you know that is what? That is the voice of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. So we need to learn how to hear Him. The Bible says in the book of Leviticus, it says, and that ye may put difference between holy and what? And unholy. God doesn't mix them up. God cannot mix up holy and unholy things in the course of leading you. Praise the Lord. He said in, in Genesis 18.25, he said that, that be far from thee to do after this manner. When, 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 when Abraham was negotiating with God concerning concerning um, um, Sodom, he said, how would you slay the righteous along with the wicked? He said, you, that the judge of all earth, would you not do what is what? What is right. Praise the Lord. That's how we know the voice of God. And the other thing, there are methods. There are methods. We've seen, it, we've seen the example of, 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 of Samuel. The voice. The, the, the still small voice, they say. Amen? It's still small voice. Sometimes God shouts it. <laughs> but if you're if you if you're sensitive and you can hear God, you will hear Him clearly. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Word of God, the Second Timothy three sixteen. Bible says the Word has been given to us for what? 
Second Timothy 3.16. Bible says the word has been given. And the scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for what? For doctrine. For what? For reproof. For correction. For instruction in what? Righteousness. That you might know how to walk. Praise the Lord. The word of God. The Bible says in John 14.26. He will remind you. The other way the spirit of God speaks to us is outrightly from the scriptures in visions and dreams. Amen? In 12 to 30 it says, in these last days I will pour my spirit upon all flesh and we have visions and we dreams. And in the voice of prophecy. Amen? In Acts 2.17, let's look at Acts 2.17 When we come, like yesterday when we came to pray the man of God was, was ministering and a lot of word of prophecy was coming out. Amen? Some of us have been, these things have been going on in our mind. But when the word comes, we know it. We, click, we just click to it. We just connect to it. Amen? Because we know we have been actively training our heart to hear him. He says, and it shall come to pass in these last days, said God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Amen? Your sons and daughters shall do what? They shall prophesy. The voice of prophecy. And the Bible tells us in Romans 8.16 that the Spirit beareth witness with our spirit. That what? That we are sons. There is a witness of the Spirit as well. You've been praying about something and it's not clear to you. But your spirit connects with the Spirit of God. You begin to receive a clear, a connection in your spirit that this is the word of God. Amen? This is the mind of God. And your conscience, your, 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 your conscience is clear. You're, you're, you're clear in your spirit. How do you know that we are born again? That's what Romans 8.16 is saying. How do you know you are born again? Does anybody need to prove it to you? The spirit of God confirms it in your spirit. Amen? In the same way, in decisions, in issues of life, the spirit of God confirms to you the right way to go. Amen? Praise the Lord. But we need to grow in maturity. We need to grow. We need to grow. We have to grow in it. Amen? We have to learn to grow in it. In, Romans, in Hebrews 5 that we read, before I hand over to the pastor to pray for us, he went on to say, he said, you are dull of hearing. When he went on in verse 12, he said, For when the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need, I won't teach you again. The basic stuff, the basic oracles of God. And you have become as such as have need of milk, rather than what? Strong meat. He said, because strong meat belongs unto those who are matured. Verse 14, he said, but strong meat belongs to them that are what? That are full of age. Even those who by reason of use, amen, by reason of use, they have, they have their what? Their spiritual senses, what? Exercised. Trained up. Matured. You know, like your, your muscles. If you keep doing, you know, exercise, what happens to your muscles? If I had a colleague in my office, he won an award for having developed the, the best, you know, you know, this looks. And I asked him, how did you do? He said, it takes a lot of effort. He eats right. He, he doesn't mess around anyhow. He goes, he does all the exercises. And then he, he develops his biceps and his looks. That's physically. You can do the same spiritually. Amen? He said, by reason of use, they have had their senses, what? Exercise to discern what? Both good and evil. To discern the right way. Praise the Lord. I don't know how many here want to just rise up now and just lift up your hand to God and say, God, refresh me by the presence of your spirit in my life. Just rise up. If you want to stand up before God, I'll call our pastor Ayo to pray. If you want to just, we don't have time for full ministration, but we will just stand before God today and say, God, refresh me with your spirit. Let me grow in the knowledge of who you are, in my experience with you. 
in my yieldedness, in my submission, in my, you know, not, not taking full control of my life, in my yielding my life unto you, that you will take full control. That indeed you will do that circumcision in my heart, even as we prayed earlier, that I will know to walk as sons and as daughters. Please continue to pray for yourself. Ask the Lord to touch you. That passage, the last passage that we read said, even though by this time you ought to be teaching others, you actually need someone to teach you over and over again the very principles of the Word of God. Let us pray and say, Lord, I do not want to remain a child. Help me. Open your mouth and pray for yourself. I do not want to remain a child. A child that does not develop does not give honor to the parents. That is why as a child of God, you must develop spiritually. If you remain at the same level year after year, that means you are not allowing the Holy Ghost to get into your life. You have, by, by the reason of use, you must develop those spiritual gifts that He has placed in you. And there is nobody here that does not have spiritual gifts. You just need to find them. You need to yield to the Spirit of God, and you need to grow by them. Just raise your hands to the Lord. Raise your hands to the Lord. Just raise your hands to the Lord. And pray. Open your mouth. Lord, feel me today. Feel me today. Feel me today. Open my ears. Open my eyes. Lord, let the eyes of my understanding be enlarged today. I am tired of remaining at the same level. And Lord, I want to do more for you that I'm doing now. Feel me, Lord. Feel me. I yield to you today. Father, without you, I know that I am nothing. There is nothing I can achieve. Oh, whatever I say is nothing unless it is seasoned by your Holy Ghost. Whatever I do is nothing unless it is seasoned by your Holy Ghost. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. The Lord does not ignore the cry of His children. He desires to hear you. He said, come, let us reason together. He's the one that said, command ye me according to the work of my hand and I will do it. Unless we grow in the Spirit, we will sink into the mary clay of sin. And it can happen to anybody. But the Lord will have mercy upon us today. He will have mercy. Open your mouth and cry unto Him. Oh, Father, we thank You for the privilege that we have. We worship You, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Mighty and everlasting Father, we give You praise. It is a privilege to be in Your presence. We do not take it for granted. Mighty Father, we have heard your word. Father, the entrance of your word has brought light. And it has brought understanding. Even those of us that we think that we have arrived. Father, we realize that we have not started this journey. Oh Lord, have mercy upon us, Lord. Father, reach into our life. Father, touch us today. Release your power. Release your grace. Release your anointing. Father, we want to hear you. We want to recognize your voice. We want to walk with you. We want to be led by you. The spirit of submission to you. Let it rest upon us, Father, today in the name of Jesus. Mighty and everlasting Father, King of glory. Everything that the enemy has placed in our lives. Sometimes it is fear. Sometimes it is doubt. Sometimes it is, it is having self-importance. Sometimes it is thinking that we have attained when we have not. Anything that is contrary to your word. That has blocked our eyes from seeing the fullness of the power and the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Father, today, in the name of Jesus, let them be broken in Jesus' name. We thank you, Daddy, because it is done. Father, this church has become a prophetic church. This church becomes a church that is led by the Holy Ghost. Father, it is no more church as usual. It has become church unusual. By the presence of your Holy Ghost here, by the reason of holiness and righteousness here, Father, we shall see wonders of greatness. Signs and wonders shall be revealed. Miracles shall occur. Men will come in and they will fall under the conviction of holiness. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Because we are possessing our possessions. You are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I just want to remind us of a phrase which our brother said. He said, when the Holy Spirit of God is in you. 
you will know where you stand. I want you to go with this word today. Search your heart. Where do you stand with the Lord? Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest with us. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you all.